Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome to the I lost count episode of Ashuna's World. Um, today, I would like to talk. It's, it's a really hot topic, so I'm kind of um, not afraid to talk about it. But it's since it's a really big topic, I feel like everyone would just throw stones on me after this. Um, but I feel like everyone is you know allowed to have an opinion and i'm not um i'm not using this podcast to tell you what to think i'm just using this podcast to tell you what i think then it's up to you to decide whether what i'm saying is a true that it re- relates to you or not so yeah so this is just a start <laughs> Just it just good just to start to tell you that this is gonna be messy. So the the topic of today is relate religion, um, and I would like to start from uh, original no, from the original the yeah the description um, the definition I would say what what religion is. Um, and obviously what the internet came out with is religion is the belief in and worship of a, hum- you of a superhuman controlling power especially a personal god or gods a particular system of faith and worship a pursuit of interest followed with great devotion that's what the internet says now that some of us might agree some of us might not agree this is the definition of religion but from that from this definition from that on i during my lifetime i um, find like uh, i find there are different approach to the to religion of course there are different religions but like the mainly there are three different approaches to it the first approach is that I call it um, uh, the, the non-believer then there is there are the bad believers and then there are the true believers where I where I stand where I sit I believe I am a true believer and um, but to get to that point to get to truly believe i went to the order to i went to through <laughs> the order to um state of belief of belief yeah belief i don't know if there's a believer uh, or hierarchy or something um so i went to all of the phases before to get to this point but let's talk about um i'm gonna give you the definition of bad be- not believer bad believer that i think not believer bad believer and true believer i feel like bad believers are those that go to church every afternoon after no after every sunday i don't know when they go to church um after a week of not doing much to serve god and go to church and then praying God and then the following day they just go back to life to the normal life and just to keep doing the same thing without changing their behavior in order to suit God which is may it might be my perspective but some people might do I might be wrong here on here I don't know 
that's just how I see it and um, but also bad believers are those that are scared of God they are they go to church they pray because they are scared of his judgment are scared to go to hell so what they do is spending the entire life try to serve him but without a real connection because they live in fear of God they don't live in in the love of God so this um, this fear it, it's 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 taking away what God really is to be fair so this uh, this kind of people are those that I consider bad believers then there are the non-believers these non-believers are those people that they had enough of religion because it religions everywhere different sorry different type of religions different um, uh, way of preaching and all of that and they say we don't believe in Jesus Christ we don't believe in the Virgin Mary the Dysol crab and all that. they already just like they don't want to even to listen to it because they think um, it's all made up and uh, they believe in uh, science and the big big theory and there is nothing else apart from that um, they believe in everything that is actually proven to them which is fair enough. Um, and they consider us a not-believer, not even though if you don't believe, you believe in something, so you believe in it, you're not believing. So, which is kind of their mess as well. Uh, but this is like the other category of people. And, um, and then there is the true believer, which I believe they're really a small group of people on earth. Um, these people don't have to don't you don't usually see them you don't hear them talk they don't shout at you how much they love God or how good they're doing for other people or for themselves they are those people that silently have this connection and communication con God with God without without trying to convince everyone else that that's what they should be doing because the connection with God is stronger than having then first of all than fear of his judgment um, because these kind of people understand they are they are sick they sins they they are human beings so everyone makes mistakes but despite that they believe in God they believe in his um, they believe in him and they know he is he died for, for for us be free and uh and they they don't have to um please him they just because god loves us for what we are so this i feel like these are the true believer and we don't usually see them we don't talk to them we don't hear them in television talking about how true connection with God is they just stare and they just have it they just feel it we don't see these people or maybe we see them but we don't know what connection they have towards God I think this is like kind of pretty much a description of a not believer like sorry they're a true believer 
um and now i would like to tell you like my where am i on all this this mess <laughs> not this mess i wouldn't say that um i start up i mean i'll tell you my journey i start like i'm italian um i was raised as a catholic um and i was raising well i was raised home but it was um like a well we had to follow some rules and we were asked to go to church since i was a little girl until i was i turned 14 i had to go to church like twice a week um one for the sunday service obviously and um one during the week where they were were, were supposed to you know to tell us the story of jesus and um all of whatever he's done um so they were kind of telling us these stories and uh but we we couldn't not go there was no option that was the only option you need to go and you need to do this um and that uh kind of became um it, it looked to me is more like um an institution like like a school is an institution where you go there you learn stuff and then you go home um, but you have to do it um, and I felt like church for me at that point it was like that it was like yeah this is an institution I need to go there learn and then that's it and then I can fuck off somewhere else sorry for the French but um, it wasn't for me anything like church in that moment in time didn't um, um, gave me that connection with God. I didn't even know. I, to me, it was like I was dragging myself there. I would I would go because I I just want to get all the, you know the tick of everything society is asking me to do. I just as a young child, I was like, yeah, I'll do this. Done, 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 done. So I just move on with my life. And um, but I, I never felt connected with. God at that point of my life, even though I was spending the most time in apparently or how this is called this house, and um, but I think the also thing the other thing that really troubled me afterwards it was right thinking back is that, um, that I was kind of even afraid of not going, so I was like a really bad believer at that point because I was afraid not to go bad believer slash not believer because I, I was I don't believe in anything but I was afraid because they told me if you don't go to church every Sunday then you will you will you won't get you know, the seven sacraments and then if you don't get them then you don't uh, you, you can't get married and I was like eight seven years old you tell a seven years old that she traumatized it's not like I was thinking about mar- marriage but it's like wow this is like a long shot like i i cannot not do this so it was like this bad believer so i was living in this scare scary situation where i have to do something that at the end of the day i didn't mind doing but it didn't get me close to god it just gave me close to a kind of like diploma or something, I don't know, graduation day when I finished my my sacraments, just like exam, 
and then after that I never I never went back to church to be fair after that I was just like yeah no fuck this sorry for the French like I finished now I think I'm holy but that I was far away from holy so then in that case I became a bad believer I was a kind of bad believer or not believer at all I was just doing what I was asked to and uh, then as a um, results of that um, I just you know I didn't have to go on Sunday anymore so I didn't and um, but I realized I soon realized that um, I kind of missed that I was so scared I've missed the fact that I had to go I missed the fact that there was someone that was actually controlling me my life so I felt like maybe and I say just maybe what I need is to be in the church all the time so someone else can get all can get can get control of my life and just and I'm free because then I wouldn't do anything bad and I'm be protected by this organization I would say that's what I thought and so I became thinking about having this <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking but like to become a nun I was like okay I'm gonna be a nun and um, I'll be safe I didn't want to be safe because I was scared of God. I think I wanted to be safe because I didn't want the outside world to hurt me somehow. But that was so bad and I became even a worse believer. <laughs> if that's another category, even a worse believer. Because I'm not... I was like still believing. I wasn't believing, but I wanted that kind of reassurance. And I feel like that was more people looking for. Just the reassurance that it's gonna be fine and then you know and I, I took that reassurance to the extreme because I just want to be in there and not go outside at all um, but then um, but then it stopped and then I realized that I like freedom too much I like freedom too much and then I, I realized that um, that kind of no assurance um, I mean that kind of freedom it would take it away from me that wouldn't like that wouldn't work for me I couldn't stay close somewhere for so long plus I didn't even believe at the time so it wouldn't make any sense um, so basically and plus uh, yeah I discovered drugs and I feel like they were great too so that was fine <laughs> Um, they, they, I think they, because I felt so lost, I wanted to get in, into that environment, and then I feel like drugs um, helped me fulfill that lostness. I'm, I'm laughing, but I should be crying already. That uh, lostness I felt, and then I felt like, yeah, that's fine. And then I stopped. That one was a moment in my life where I actually stopped and think, what was I doing? Like these people just numbed me, numbed my mind for years, because. Um, because whatever they're doing, whatever they're saying is wrong. You can't force somebody to believe in something that it's. It, you can't force somebody you believe in something and anyway. You can't like threaten them to do something because that's what God wants. God doesn't threaten people. God is God. Doesn't threaten you at all. He sent his child to die for us. Why would you threaten us? It, it doesn't make sense. 
So I became a non-believer and I've, I spent so much time away from any kind of church, any kind of even connection with God. Um, I just said, I don't believe it. There's nothing. There's nothing. And then I was looking around. All these bad things were happening. Like, where is he? Where is he? Where is he? And then, and then I just basically became a non-believer all of a sudden. I believe on the on believing on the sudden until I was 19 when um, something happened. And I think in that moment, I truly understood how no believer I was. And um, yeah, and then I start seeing things in a different perspective. So briefly, what happened was um, my dear dog, um, I think that my dog Dollar was um, the person, because I call a person, that I loved most on earth. I've never loved anybody more than Dollar before. And um, I raised him and uh, it was just my other half and it was really important for me. It was, it was devastating when he passed away. Um, and so basically what happened was um, Dolor died and we went to, um, to bury him in my favorite place. Well, we went to spare him, and I was soaking in pain. I was crying, and I never felt so much pain and so much feelings all the time. Um, and it was like extra, like it was, it was excruciating. It was killing me. And uh, so I went home, and I was in the living room, and my mom said, "Okay, I'm just gonna go downstairs and you know, close whatever." Like, the kitchen and come back up um and i was like yes sure whatever and then all of a sudden she stand up she walks she 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 needs to do like go through a couple of rooms before getting out of the house and here she starts screaming on me i was like what's up and she was there's a dog in the house and i was like don't mess with me because i don't what is that what are you talking about and she said, there's a dog in the house. And I said, don't mess with me. I was just really, really upset. And I didn't move. I couldn't move. I couldn't turn around. I couldn't do anything. And I was, she was like crying and all of that. And then she went to, to call my dad and sister. Everyone came out. And then everybody saw this dog. And I was like, what, what are you doing? Like, don't mess with me. And everyone was calling this dog. It was like in the middle of my living room but like it, it takes a while to get there it's just weird that the, the dog was there and um everyone was trying to call the dog and um it, it could it didn't move at all so i took courage and uh, i went to the room and i, I see this beautiful white dog huge <laughs> beautiful and it was lying there and um as i get closer i kneel down and um, and I called the dog, and the dog um, walked up to me, and he lied down on my knees as my dog used to do. And um, in that moment, I couldn't. I felt like I could breathe again. It, I wasn't making connection at that point because um, dollar was so important to me. Sorry. 
that woman they were like is him and this dog is him and he's telling me to that he's here he's telling me that he's here and he will never leave me and he will never go away because he's there and I couldn't explain it my family was completely out of their mind my, my dad had to leave the, the building because he was feeling sick and uh, um, yeah but then um, the dog disappeared the dog disappeared and he came kind of busy me a few days afterwards and a few days afterwards and um, and I used to go to um, Dollar's um, grave every day and I bought him this little puppy that makes like kind of sounds and music and um, and every day I just used to go there and just play the music and, and just go home but then it came the time after a couple of weeks I had to leave for the U- for, for the, to move here basically to move to the UK and um, um, I haven't seen that the other dog in a long time in a couple of days actually and then he came uh, to ca- to kind of say goodbye and then he left um, and my parents had never seen him again and every time every single time I go back to my family to find to see my family um, I'm in my room and uh, my dad calls me there's something i need to show you and then i walk to the, to the kitchen and there is the dog every time i go back there he comes to say hi and i don't know what that is but and every time i go it's been six years now and every time i go to dollar's grave after raining snowing Eat. after all this year if I press the bathroom of that uh, get the toy it still sings the song now I don't know what that is I don't know I got scared to be fair I was like that was freaking out I was like what is this I didn't it, it was weird it wasn't just weird it was intense because I never believed before and I didn't even know if that's real but surely he helped me and I know he's there somewhere I know Dollar, I mean Dollar is there somewhere but then moving on um, then I moved to the UK and um, at this point I was like you know scared and all of that but then I start um, during the course of my life I had to um, I had so many um, like um, I've done, I felt like doing some stuff that didn't make sense at that point, and I didn't know why I was doing them. But then, um, at one point of my life, I reached a point where I something happened, like I don't know, for example, university. And um, when I started university, I looked back at all the skills I've learned, like randomly. And uh, it, during the course of my life, like 10 years before, I don't know, I was taking like a sewing course. I thought I would never need it, but I don't know why I did it. 
soap for example and then that came up to me after years and then something else came up to me and then and then I started looking my life looking backwards and fe- felt like all the thing that happened all these these little events of things I have done in that moment in time didn't make sense to me at one point if I look now if I look back everything makes sense and every single thing was designed was meant to be that way to build and to create what I am right now to, to, to build and create the life to, to make me live the life I'm living to make me the person I am right now and all this moment I wasn't aware they would let me because I can't see the plan but God can he knows if I do something today he knows in 10 years time because he has the plan he can see he can see why I'm doing this he can see everything so I just trust it and so I trust so I had this calling and now that's why I consider myself now a true believer because yeah that dollar happens I think so dollar happens but I I afterwards all the things have happened and everything just seems to make sense and God is not me walking around. I'm not designing anything. It just I'm just doing what he's telling me to do. Not telling me to do. It's it just walking through me. If I do something, he has a purpose and he knows that. And I don't have to ever question that purpose because he knows better than me. He knows a lot better than me. He knows, he he sees the bigger picture, whilst I don't. Um, So, yeah, I think this was a bit intense, I guess. Um, I'm not here to tell you that to believe, absolutely not. I'm I'm not here to tell you what to do, or um, I'm not going to tell you, oh, you'll be safe, you're not going to have to heaven or hell, I don't even know if I believe that, probably I don't. But I'm just telling you my story, uh, to share my story with you, and how I became from a not believer to a bad believer and to a true believer. And also, I would like to finish off this this podcast with this episode is quite long actually. But I would like to finish off with a quote I took from um, a book I recently read, uh, read um, that he says. Faith does not rely on knowing anything with certainty. It requires the courage to accept whatever happens, whenever happens. It whatever happens, it brings pleasure and pain. Is far from is far. There is for the eyes good. I'm gonna repeat that because this is clear. Okay, faith does not rely on knowing anything with certainty. It requires the courage to accept that whatever happens, whether it's been pleasure or pain, is for the highest good. Thank you for listening. Hope you enjoy it. And uh, I'll talk to you next week. Kisses. This is Assurance.